Hi everyone, this is Allie Duff and I am your host for the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. Throughout this podcast, we will explore honest, vulnerable, and unfiltered conversations with people who inspire me the most. These conversations will dive deeper into where our guests have been, how they got started, and where they are going. The topics will range from careers, starting a business, following your passion, living life outside of the culture's norm, and of course, my fave, mental health. The Feeling Good Sometimes podcast was truly created to remind you that it's okay if you don't feel good every single day. I surely don't. And of course, I am always here to remind you that you are never alone in your journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today's episode is with Danielle Catton. I am super excited for y'all to hear this conversation that we had. You speak a lot about mental illnesses, dieting, eating disorders, and comparison, but also learning to find your own source of happiness. So finding little joys in life that you can define as your own happiness instead of those big things that everyone else might be defining their happiness as. So I hope you love today's conversation and you find something that you're able to relate to and I will see you on the other side. Hi, Danielle. Welcome to the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. So we start every episode by asking how you're feeling. So how are you feeling today? I'm feeling I'm I, I you know what? I have a wide array of feelings right now. I'm feeling like good, which is great. Like I'm excited it's sunny out today. I have a warm tea beside me. Mm. Um but there I do have a little bit of just like nervousness about like work stuff um that's just I'm working through but other than that primarily I feel really good right now (laughs) awesome that's a good thing (laughs) yeah oh my gosh it is a good thing because I I have spent so long not feeling good Mm -hmm. so to feel good now um I'm just trying to be thankful for those those days as they come amazing that's awesome do you um Cause I know you share a lot about like going through depression and just kind of like dealing with a lot of mental illnesses for a long time. Like this is just my experience, but I always wonder if anybody else feels this way, who's gone through like a lot of depression was like feeling sad and depressed, kind of like your comfort zone and like feeling happy was kind of like out of your comfort zone. For sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, absolutely. I can totally relate to that because the first, like, so just to provide some context for people who are listening, I have bipolar disorder. Okay. Um, I started medication right before the pandemic started. So okay. like a couple months before the pandemic started. Um, and th- they started me on the lowest dose of mm-hmm. um, one of my meds. And um, I just, you know, for two years, essentially, like what, two, yeah, a year and a half. How long are we? I'm We're like, how long is it post pandemic now? Right. Um, so yeah, this is almost three years. So almost yeah. three years in. Isn't that crazy? Years. Okay. <laughs> We're going with two and a half years. We're moving on. Um, two and a half years later, I was at a point where I was just like, something's gotta give. Like I'm sleeping. Like honestly, I could always sleep. Like just mm. 
always go to bed. You know, it was sunny, but it just looked dull out to me. You know, I, mm-hmm. I know that that's like a metaphor. Everything looks like black and white and gray. It just doesn't. Yeah, but it's actually so true. Right. So mm-hmm. true. It's like you have and... a black cloud kind of like on top of you. And it's like, yes, you don't really understand the concept until it's like lifted. And you're like, whoa. Oh, my gosh. It's so true. And like for me, I couldn't do the simplest of tasks like mm-hmm making dinner. Nope. Couldn't do that. Could barely, like I was eating out like fast food a lot because I just, the thought of preparing a meal Mm. was, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It was just so overwhelming to me and it was so hard and like getting dressed, showering, all that stuff, makeup, hair. It was just Mm -hmm. such a foreign concept for me. Um, and when I did do it, it was so hard and I was just like, something has got to give like some mm-hmm. something is not right this is not the way that you're supposed to feel and I went to my doctor and I you know I said I think I need to increase my medication mm-hmm. yeah so then I I increased it literally just by so I'm on like four milligrams or whatever okay not by a lot yeah and within two weeks the cloud started to lift and wow. it was really strange and I was just like oh my god like I'm ha- like it was more of an afterthought. Like I'd go to bed and I'd be like, Oh my God, I had a really great day today. Mm. And like, for me, I was baking. I was, mm. cooking. I awesome. was doing all of these things that I haven't done in legit years. Like it's been mm-hmm. so long. And I was like, Holy smokes. Like I was not well, like I was mm-hmm. not good. And once when you're in it, I feel like it's hard to see that you're in it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's for me, it's always this pivotal like snap where I'm like, oh my God, something's not right. You know, it's not like a slow burn. It's just literally out of nowhere, it'll come up. And so for me, going back to your question, um, I feel like, you know, every day that I'm feeling better, if I get tired one day, I'm like, oh my God, is, is that depression coming back? Like, Mm. is it, is it happening again? So I'm trying to be thankful for, for the, the, how I am feeling, but it is a very foreign and uncomfortable feeling for me because I constantly feel like it's going to be taken away from me again. Mm. And the truth is the realistic truth is that it might, you know, in a month, two months, a year, like it might, I might have Mm -hmm. to go through the same thing again. Right. Yeah. But it's like living with a mental illness, but, um, But for me, it's just being thankful for the days that are good Mm -hmm. and doing what I can do during those days to live my life to the fullest and just take it day by day. Because really, what else can you do? I mean, what's the point of sitting here and stressing uh, stressing about if it's going to happen? I mean, obviously, I will do that anyways, just because that's just what I do. (laughs) But I think in my head, I'm like, there's no point. Like, just be thankful for the day that you have and take it day by day. That's really all that you can do, I feel. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah, it's such an interesting concept because when you live so long in kind of like a depressive state, that becomes your normal, right? So like to figure out a new normal where you have days where you actually like feel good, which may be like someone else's normal day that they've been living their whole life. And then their like random days when they're feeling down is not like that big of a deal. But it is a challenge to kind of accept that like you can feel happy 
And like, there's nothing like, for me especially, it was like, I didn't, I felt like I didn't deserve to feel happy. So whenever I felt happy, it'd be like, okay, when's the shoe going to drop? Or like, what's going to happen next? Or like, um, can I actually stay in this feeling? Or should I just slip back into like my, the feeling that feels like comfortable for me and just like my normal normalcy, you know? So, um, and I feel like so many people probably also go through an experience like this and it's just like, they're maybe afraid to like talk about it or afraid to be like, actually, like I feel really sad all the time, but on the days I feel happy, like, do I, am I supposed to like share that I'm like overly happy or just kind of like roll with it? Like, I think that as humans, we, especially if we're living with mental illnesses, we kind of are going through almost like a hamster wheel when it comes to it. And a lot of us do have that same feeling of, of like, okay, like we're stressing about, okay, when are we going to feel depressed again? And like, how is that going to affect us? But we also have to remind ourselves that if we do fall back into that kind of like feeling and have those bad days that I don't even want to say bad days. I want to say the days that are harder then you know that you can actually pull yourself out of it. Yeah. And like, it's like, once you get into it, that's when you're like, okay, but how long am I going to be trapped here? And it's like, how long is this going to last? And like, here we go again. And then we put so much pressure on ourselves, but we kind of like forget that we've got ourselves through it before so we can get through it again. Oh, it's so true. Everything you said is just like resonating with me so much. That's what I love about having these conversations. And like, Uh as soon as I logged in, I just felt like to talk to you, I just felt like this sense of understanding because I know that, yeah. you, you know, I know you understand. And because truly, like, unless you've been through it, it's very hard to understand it. Yeah. And I always feel so much comfort in knowing that there are people out there that, you know, of course, they don't want them to go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't want people to go through it. But no. but knowing that I'm not alone mm-hmm. um, and creating relationships with people who are going through the same things is is so important and having friends that also go through it and can and, and mm-hmm. understand when you need to cancel on them is a yeah. big thing for me <laughs> yeah because the, it's hard to find those people that are don't think they're you're just like blowing them off but when you say like actually I just like cannot do it today and them not having to like push you or be like oh this person never shows up or oh this person exactly. cancels it's like they're doing the best they can. <laughs> we just like have to, but yeah, this is why I started the podcast because I wanted to have conversations like this. And there's so many people who are also struggling or have gone through something and they do feel it's so isolating. If you don't have the those people in your life that you can speak out to, at least you can listen to something and know like, okay, maybe I didn't get to have a conversation today, but I heard other people having that conversation and that made me feel better today. Or like, maybe I now have like a little bit of courage to go talk to someone else and be like, hey, like this is how I'm actually doing. Because the second you start talking about it, like number one, you take that power away. But number two, you just automatically feel more connected to like another human. And like, why are we on this planet with millions millions of other people if we can't connect with them right yeah absolutely 100 percent um and um I totally lost my train of thought I had like a really good point a really (laughs) good point oh my god I always do this and then Mm -hmm. I have to like and then I awkwardly have to be like um I forgot what I was saying (laughs) lord what was I gonna say anyways 
all, yes to all that mm -hmm. 110%. I was thinking when you were, when you were saying that my one friend that I have, um, whenever she can't do something, she's like, she's like, Danielle, I just don't have the spoons for it today. And I'm like, mm. I love that. I just, That's I love awesome. that. Yeah. So, um, just can't scoop anything out today. Literally. So it's such a good analogy. That's a really it's, good. Yeah. Instead of, you know, yeah, I just, I really like that. So that's, let's, that's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. So I want to like go back in time and I want to know like who young Danielle was, like, who were you like growing up? What was your like personality type? Like, I just, I love to know like how we develop, like, what was it like when you yeah. were a child? Oh, I was so shy. I was like mm -hmm. painfully shy and clearly struggling with mental health issues as a child but yeah the conversations weren't there when I was a child that are that exists now mm -hmm. um you know like things like missing a lot of school uh okay. and not like being afraid to sit at the front of the class mm -hmm. not being afraid to get up um in the middle of class to go to the bathroom so oh my I was god like, you're me you know, we're like the same person literally like literally the same things. person <laughs> yeah literally all those things like just so afraid so anxious mm -hmm. all the time um when I was little like if my mom had to go to work at night or something like if she wasn't home right at say 8 30 immediately as you a child panicking. I thought she's dead something happened she died literally like it, I don't know how do you, how do you get to that as a child? Right. But mm. very clearly was dealing with these issues when I was younger. And, you know, a lot of times it was written off as, oh, she's just very sensitive. Mm. You know, she's a sensitive girl. And it's like, no, I'm dealing with stuff. And, you know, it, yeah, as long as I can remember, I've been dealing with it, but, you know, always have been very shy, but very creative as well. Okay. Um, I did theater when I was a younger, when I was a kid and, you know, I sang, which is really funny because I was so shy, but mm. for me, the one time that I, I, when I was singing or when I was on stage, like that didn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's a really strange thing, but you know, I, I loved being creative and I was used to write short stories and, you know, build businesses when I was a kid, like lemonades, <laughs> Kool-Aid stands. Yeah. And, yeah do all these things. Right. Um, and, uh, I was a very much, um, very close with my mom. Okay. Uh, my mom was a stay at home mom. My dad went off, my dad worked and, um, my mom was, and still is my best friend. And awesome. Um, yeah, that's, that was kind of me as a child, like just very introverted, very shy. Um, which is so strange because it's like, I'm not because that's not who I am today for sure. I mean, I'm definitely an introvert, but you know, um, yeah, that was me as a kid. It's just strange to reflect back on it because I have grown so much despite uh -huh. going through so many like seasons of mental illness. Um, uh -huh. but yeah, that was, that was me as a kid. <laughs> and I when was I was, when I was the a, same, yeah. When I was a young kid too, I oh gosh, how do you say this? I was in a larger body. I mm -hmm. still am. Um, you know, grew up God, I love my mother, you know, but she was raised in a different generation yeah. and um grew up starting diets at the age of mm -hmm. 11. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, 
constantly worried about what I was looking, you know, a lot of my anxiety was focused or was focused around my body. Yeah. About people are going to think I'm fat. You know, people are going to make fun of me, these sort of things. And I was just like terrified of, Uh you know, that. And so it led to chronic, like literally dieting. Like I remember when I was like 11 or 12, um, I went on the no carb diet and I did it for a week and I just ate salads and I got so sick. And like my mom, my mom, like my mom thought she was helping. Like, and I, I know yeah. people listened and were like, oh, that's terrible. No, I went through you the know, same thing. My mom my saw how, you know, anxious I was being at school and like how, yeah. you know, and they, our parents are just raised in a different generation. And like, mm-hmm. the good thing is my mom is doing the unlearning now, you know, I think yeah. and that's the, that's the important part. Yeah. But yeah, I was a very shy, anxious, chubby little girl who um, <laughs> didn't, you know, didn't believe in herself at all. Mm. Like, you know, it just, it makes me very sad for her. And that's why I love some of those trends on like Instagram where you can be like, Oh, my business isn't big enough or I'm not selling enough or whatever. Oh, and then and you put like the picture of the-, the picture of the little girl who says, what we own a business. And I'm like, that is so true for me because my, like as a child, like I would never imagine that I would be where I am today. Um, mm. You know, like it's just, abs- it's yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's really like an important thing. Like I kind of grew up with a mentality of, well, I don't even say grow up, but definitely I would say like early teens to mid twenties where it's like, never look back on your past, right? Like continue to move forward. But now it's like a whole different concept because if we don't look back at where we used to be or where we've come from or how much we've gone through, then what's the point? Like we're always evolving and changing and facing adversity and going through so much like as a human being and as we get older and if we go through different hardships and like why not look back and see how far you've come and see what you've been able to accomplish and like don't necessarily focus on the massive things that you've gone through but focus on the little steps that it took to get to where you are today because when you're focusing so much on where you want to be and the things that you want to chase like you sometimes forget like where you are maybe just as big and as important as where you've like what you're going after like don't forget what you've gone through to get to where you are today and if where you are today isn't exactly where you want to be then focus maybe on what you've come from yeah especially like yeah we get uh, so annoying out just our society is like that right we're always just chasing that that big thing and those big goals and if we're competitive, then it definitely makes it worse. And then we get stuck in imposter syndrome and then yeah. that makes it even harder. And it's just like all of us go through it. I'm, I'm convinced that everyone at some point in their life will deal with imposter syndrome, even if it's like at different levels. They just maybe don't necessarily label it as that, but we're which because we're conditioned to compare ourselves to other people. It's like, yeah. unfortunately, that's just the way that it is, especially with the world that we live in with social media, it's hard not to. Yeah. 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 And I I think success itself is, you know, societal success in terms of, you know, what we see from society is one definition, Mm. but really success is, is defined, isn't, is defined 
according to each person. It's a different definition for each person. So, you know, just because this person has 5,000 million followers and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're doing all this and they're doing all that doesn't mean that you aren't successful. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think for me, uh, it it was really refocusing, like you were saying on, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm feeling frustrated because I don't have 10 clients and I only have five, something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. But it's like, okay, but you have five clients. Let's just stay where we're at. Let's stay in the moment and let's be thankful and grateful for what Mm -hmm. we do have. And I I feel like for me and like a lot of people might say that this is just like not true, but I I feel like you have to um, be thankful for what you do have before you can, you know, move further. Does that Mm. make sense? That does make sense. And I really like that actually. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, you know, if you're not, I mean, that's not necessarily true for everybody, but for me, uh, you know, I feel like when I started to just, you know, be, accept where I'm at, Mm -hmm. that's when things started to open. And also I've had conversations with friends, you know, where they say, you know, I would kill to be where you're at right now. There's always somebody who wants to be where you're at, you know, and I think that's why there's all this stuff and it's just, you know, focusing in on where you're at, what you're doing, you know, and being happy or mm-hmm. trying to be happy. I hate, I hate saying be happy because it's very hard to be happy, but, yeah. um, being content, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. being appreciative, I guess maybe that's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely, I think it's like a happiness is definitely like a sliding scale and we're not always we're not going to be happy all the time and we can find, I think the problem is, is that we're just so conditioned for like going after those big things and then we'll be happy when we get this. Right. But if we can like almost redefine what happiness means for ourselves, like the simplest things in life can be, can bring you happiness. Like sitting there having your cup of tea like that's happiness it's like having your coffee in the morning like that's like I freaking love having cop like getting my coffee in the morning and it's like my first sip and I'm like yes it's like why can't we just like let that be what makes us happy for the day instead of like I don't know trying to go after this massive thing I just I I mean it's really yes. like once you get that it's like the golden ticket for life because you're the only person that can control your happiness. Like Absolutely. people are going to influence you and obviously like do things that are going to make you react in different ways, but you ultimately have the final decision on how you're going to feel. Well, years ago when I first started sharing on Instagram back in 2018, yes. I was in depression, you know, mm-hmm. before I was diagnosed with bipolar. Okay. And didn't still didn't know what was going on with me. Yep. And I started this thing on my Instagram um called hashtag one happy one day. And mm. every day I would find one piece of happiness. Even if I, I didn't feel it at the time, things that I knew made me happy or like little bits that just brought yeah. me a little bit of joy. And for me, a lot of the times was it was having that first sip of tea mm-hmm. or diet Coke sometimes, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Um, 
you know, little things like that, like going to going in and getting hot chocolate and going on a car ride, like little mm. things like that, yeah. things that I knew brought me happiness that I could, you know, use as little nuggets of hope to get me through that darkness until I could feel that happiness again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just being appreciative of those small joys has brought so much like fulfillment to my life. Is that, mm-hmm. did that make sense? Yeah. Yep. It has brought so much fulfillment to my life. I don't know. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, it works. <laughs> um, especially during like COVID when we couldn't go yes. anywhere, we couldn't do anything. Those drives, like I'd go for little drives every day, put a lot awesome. of miles on my car, but they literally saved me. They mm-hmm. really helped me refocus and, you know, realize those small joys, right? And mm-hmm. how important they can be. Um, little things like reading books. Like I've never been a book reader until recently. And I don't know what else. Like little things like that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. get you. Yeah, it's the things that like deep down, you know, like if I just spend like an hour doing this or 30 minutes every day, it's going to bring you more joy than spending an extra hour or 30 minutes on your phone, even though that's like the easiest thing to do just to escape in the scrolls. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I want to go back to like when you started on Instagram and like what kind of like inspired you to start sharing and kind of what that trajectory looked like, because yeah. obviously you started on Instagram and then you were able to put your full-time job. Yep. And that was a big milestone for you. So yeah, let's go back to when you started. Yeah, it was literally, like I said, I was in like the throes of depression and I was just starting medication for the first time in a very long time. So context, I was on um, medication back when I was in, oh gosh, how old would I have been? Like we're talking 12 years ago. So I was like early twenties or whatever. Okay. And, um, I had a terrible experience on medication. Mm. I was with this, it was just a bad experience. I'll just leave it at that. And yeah, terrible experience. And I vowed, I said, I'm never taking that stuff ever again. Mm -hmm. So I struggled and just like kept struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling. And then it kind of came crashing down one day and I was like, I, I have to do something about it. Mm -hmm. Actually a coworker went at my job before I left was kind of like, okay, we need to, you know, what can we do? We need Mm -hmm. to figure this out. So I had started medication and I wanted to, um, kind of share that journey Mm -hmm. on what that looked like. And, you know, I started to just like my friends and family and then things slowly grew, but it was interesting for me because what started as a mental health journey also then morphed into this journey of body acceptance, because Uh as I said before, when I was young, a lot of anxiety and a lot of stuff that I was dealing with came from my body came from fears of, you know, my fear of being fat or Mm -hmm. being judged or, you know, whatever. And, you know, I saw all these people on Instagram that were doing these, having these journeys of self-love. And I thought, and they, you know, ditching their diets and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought, geez, I could never stop mm-hmm. dieting because I was a chronic dieter. Yeah. Literally since I was 11. 
And like, I was constantly on a diet unless I was completely binging. Gotcha. And that was yo-yo back and forth. I could never find that healthy balance with food. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, working through the mental health thing made me realize that I had to confront my relationship with my body and with food Mm -hmm. and realize that I had been living with an eating disorder for a very long time. And I have memories of vacations and like going away for the weekend, not being able to do what we were supposed to do because I had eaten so much because Mm. it was like a free for all, you know, like I just have so many icky memories about that. And so it turned into this journey of, you know, learning, okay, first of all, I'm going to stop dieting. And I did, I haven't dieted since 2019. No. Yeah. Something like that. That's awesome. For a couple of years now, it's been a couple of years. Um, and you know, really leaning into my Instagram feed, not just to post my journey, but also learning from others and finding mm-hmm. other people that inspired me and curating my, my Instagram feed to really, because I feel like confidence is contagious. I really do. Yes. And I would see other people, you know, posting in their underwear. And I thought, oh my God, I couldn't even show my arms. I was like, what? I can't do that. And then one day I was like, I'm going to show my arms. And I did a picture and I showed my arms in like a tank top. Yeah. And like, it slowly, it was like a muscle, right? And and this analogy is from um, Meredith Shaw. I don't know if you know who Meredith Shaw is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Meredith has once said, it's like a muscle. You, The more you kind of work it and flex mm-hmm. it, the more easier it gets. And so that's kind of how things went. And that, and from that, you know, I dipped into doing some advocacy for fat acceptance and, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. And, and I've kind of settled in this, in this space where, you know, I want to focus on putting happiness out into the world Mm -hmm. and putting, because I know how hard it is to get happiness. And, you know, I Mm -hmm. just really want to inspire people and, I want them to feel good about themselves. And um, so that's where I'm at right now. I was able to leave my job. Um, I took a leap of faith last year mm-hmm. um, in October of 2021 and left my job of six years, mm-hmm. full-time great job, pension benefits. My husband literally was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I just felt like it was time and, you know, I needed to try. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur my whole life mm-hmm. and it just felt like this was the right time to try it. And don't get me wrong. There are months where I'm like laughing and it's great, yeah. but I just went through a, you know, a phase of, you know, three or four months where it was not good mm-hmm. so with all the depression and then money stuff on top of it. Not yeah, good. That's really it's, it's not always, but you know, it, it's, I love it though. Like I, I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. And, you know, sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to go get a job. I'm just going to yep. go back and get a job. It's too hard. I can't do this. That's um, how I and, feel all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like, why am I doing this to myself? I don't know. But I do. I genuinely do love it. And I know I'm kind of veering off from what nope, the question you're good. was. I do yeah. apologize. Um, but yeah, this, so now primarily it's, you know, I'm focused on sharing fashion and just stuff that fills my cup, you know, and mm-hmm. before, like, I just feel like, you know, there was a time during the pandemic where I was posting a lot of 
um, you know, advocacy stuff, which is important. Don't get me Uh wrong. It really is important to move the needle on fat phobia and unlearning fat phobia and all these things. It is so important. Um, but it just, it wasn't for me. It was just, Uh it was so hard. You know, I was already struggling clearly with, you know, depression that I, you know, in the bipolar and all that stuff. And then to add thousands of hate comments on top of it, Mm. I just, I couldn't deal with it. Uh And then, you know, also I felt like, was I making people feel worse? And I was like, I feel like there's a way to share these lessons and do these things in a different way. Uh So that's kind of where I'm at now is trying to find that middle ground where, you know, I do a lot of confidence related stuff. Like I said, fashion, um, hair, all that, just because I like that stuff, you know, Uh and it just fills my cup. And that's what I'm all about these days is filling my cup. And, you know, Kim Cattrall, I don't know who Kim Cattrall is, but she Uh was quoted as saying, I don't want to be doing something that I'm not enjoying myself for even a minute. And Uh I'm at that. I'm like, if I'm not enjoying it, you know, why, why do I have to do it? Uh This is my life, you know, and I have the flexibility to do that now. So I'm just posting and talking about things that make me happy and mental health comes up a lot too, obviously. I yeah. went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. I, well, I like a couple of points. I think it's important that you shared, um, even though ne- this may not be what people want to hear is that you, when you went from a full-time job t- to doing this full-time, it's not sunshine and rainbows. And I think there's a lot of people who, or like their goal is to eventually like quit their full-time job and do content creation like full-time, but it's not like a guarantee. Like I, unless you, I guess, unless you have a lot of like contracts set up that are pretty set in stone, it's like a lot of small businesses, it's nothing is guaranteed. It's like a yo-yo. You just don't know how people are going to react and like what kind of like work you're going to get. But I think so. I think it is important to share that it's not like every month is not amazing because honestly, like, I don't think it would be amazing if you're doing it right. (laughs) Like, we just like, and like, obviously when it comes to doing like paid advertisement, you probably get offered a lot of things, but a lot of things you're probably going to turn down because unfortunately, like we don't want to be promoting things that you, and I mean, unfortunately there are people that will promote whatever comes their way because they can just like get some money from it. But we've kind of seen a shift in, I would say like the influencer world where people are kind of going more towards not as many advertisements, but more that are brands and companies that they feel aligned with. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, And also knowing your worth, Mm. you know, I've had companies that I've, I've even worked with. And, you know, when I was first kind of starting out because I felt, oh, I have to say yes to everything. Yeah. You know, that, that vibed with me to a certain extent, obviously, like if a diet pill came to me or Weight Watchers came to me, I'd be like, no, 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 no. They did, they did by the way. And I said, no. of course. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, geez, Louise, what was I saying? Um, no, you're worth knowing your worth. Mm-hmm. So I've had to turn things down, um, because the brands aren't willing to pay what I believe my time and my expertise is worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been difficult too. And I think another thing that people 
should know is that content creating is very competitive, you Mm. know, like I, I hate, and like, maybe some people would like scorn at me for saying this, but it, it really is, you know, Mm -hmm. you're dealing there. It is a very saturated market. There are a lot of content creators out there. Um, you know, there's only so much paid work to go around. It can get competitive with other people. And then when you see other people working and you're not, you're like, what the heck am I doing wrong? And then it comes, you have to be a very secure, like if I would have done, if I would have just been hoisted into full-time content creating in 2018, I wouldn't have been able to do it Yeah, because my, like my level of confidence has like, from a confidence perspective, I wouldn't have been able to do it because, um, it's hard. Like it's, you Mm -hmm. see, you get passed over, but you see one of your you know, people, one of your friends are working with a brand that you wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, what the heck is wrong with me? Nothing, by the way, there is nothing wrong with you. And sometimes yeah. you just, you know, you never know, but that's where it comes back to what we were talking about earlier in the conversation is not what we don't have, but being, but exactly. focusing on what we do have. Um, so true. And, and that's something. And I mean, I know there's a lot of nuance because you're throwing money in there and like you need to pay your bills and live and survive and all that good stuff. I I totally (laughs) get that. Um, But, you know, like I said earlier, I talked about my friend. She's also a small business owner. She's been an entrepreneur for over like over a decade. And I'll message her and I'll be like, I I quit. Like, I can't do this. She's like, girl, this is just the seasons of it. You have Mm -hmm. to ride it through, you know, just focus on the things you do have focuses, focus on the goods, you know, and just keep working, you know, just keep moving that needle forward. Um, but I think, you know, content creators get a, a huge bad rap, you know, because yeah. there are some bad eggs out there. I'll be honest. Yeah. There totally are, but they do get a, a bad rap. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's a hard job, but you know, it's taken me, it's taken me years of experiences you know, both personal and professional to get to a point where I feel confident to be able to do this, you know, Mm -hmm. do something like this. Um, But yeah, I think it's in, you know, and I, I like to, I do like to share the ups and downs of it too, because I think Mm -hmm. that that's really important for people to see the reality of what you're going through. And um, yeah. Well, it just makes it more relatable for anyone else who's like either starting out or thinking about going in that direction or also maybe a couple of years into it or further along. And it's just like finding it hard. Um, I know it's such a. It's so hard to. Even define like what is content creation and like what exactly is the job. And I know, unfortunately, there's such like mixed messaging and like mixed opinions when it comes to it. Um, But creating content is a lot of work. And I don't think people realize what goes into creating like one post. Um, And it also does come with quite a large mental toll as well as yeah. obviously as your community grows, you have more people that are engaging with you, which means like you have to spend more time engaging with them. And also means that you're going to get more people that are not going to agree with you or like you or yeah. this and that. And that you do have to have that confidence piece to like keep going because if you don't have that confidence in yourself or know your worth or can even like, 
check out for a minute, then it's going to be really, really tough on your like, well-being and your mental toll, like mental, yeah, mental. What am I saying? <laughs> your mental on no, your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I totally knew where you were going with that one. <laughs> yeah, but it's I also do true. think. Well, sorry, I was going to say I also do think like when you're saying like come back to the things that you have and be grateful for what they are. That doesn't necessarily mean that, yes, you may have like the worst year that you're ever having in your entire life. And every day is so hard. That's not, we're not saying like, oh my gosh, like be grateful for what you have, like yada, yada, yada. It's just, it's just for you to be able to take a look at something in your day or something in your life. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a pet. I don't know, something that doesn't seem to be that big that actually has an impact on you and use that to your advantage so use that to help you because really when things are really tough like it's your mindset that's going to help you and like get you through those days like we don't necessarily want to like discount like anyone who's having a really hard time that are of course like because life is hard right now like we we all totally totally understand that and a lot of things are out of our control but like if you can find something in your day that can kind of like help you get through the day and just like be in a better mindset about whether it's not whether it's about the things you're going through or not like that's you that's for you that's for you only and that's for your advantage for sure absolutely Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, things like it, not even career wise sometimes. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's like literally I'm just like sitting here and I'm like, I'm so thankful that I have a house. Like I have a place mm-hmm. to live. Um, I have food on the table. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to see other people and, you know, f- flashing money and doing all these things. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? There are a lot of people who don't have a lot mm-hmm. and you know things like just you know the grounding I feel like it just grounds you a bit right yes that's really but true, I, yeah. I totally understand I totally get what you're saying and that's such an important piece of nuance to add because mm-hmm. this what I'm saying is definitely you know it works for me it's advice that works for me exactly. um, it helps me get through my day but of course everybody's situation is different um, and everybody, not everybody's going to relate to 100% mm-hmm. of everything that is being said. Right. So I yeah. think that that's really important nuance to put out there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always just like to like pull things apart a little bit so that yeah. if someone is listening and they're like, well, that doesn't relate to me. Like, how can we make it so it can relate to you? Yeah. And then for sure. what, like what little piece can you take away and then use to your advantage? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So you also have, so do you call it a business or is it like a side hustle or? It's actually um, a grassroots nonprofit initiative. Oh, nonprofit. Cool. Not not like an official nonprofit. It's more of a community-based okay. community, community initiative. I just like to say nonprofit because I don't make money off of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I run this this thing called starting to speaks and it was born out of the desire to connect with other people about mm-hmm. mental health issues amazing and i was going through a rough time when i um started my job i worked at a hospital okay for 6 years anxious girl here working at a hospital immediately thought everything was wrong with her 
because she mm. was around sick people all day. Mm. So I was just not adjusting well. And I, long story short, connected with um, a close friend of mine who has cystic fibrosis. And, you know, I always felt very cautious of talking about my health concerns in front of her mm-hmm. because of her situation. She doesn't care. She's such a, like, such a, a spark plug. Like she's so awesome, mm-hmm. but, and we bonded over shared kind of behaviors, like Googling, you know, symptoms and stuff like that. And we bonded over this. And I thought, my God, I have literally never felt so understood in my life. Mm. Why can't we have this conversation on a larger scale? You know, mm-hmm. like if we're going through this, like imagine how many other people are going through it as well. Exactly. So I literally just like remember, uh, called up some friends that I knew had mental mental health issues. And um, literally we just put on an event um, where we filled an entire theater, like hundreds of people came out for it. And we shared our stories about mental, about our own mental health. And then, you know, the audience shared their stories and asked questions and just had this like amazing evening of connection around mental Mm. health. And then there from, from there, it just kind of grew where we, you know, we're focusing on depression and eating disorders. Um, we focused on me too, um, experiencing homelessness, um, all these different things of basically issues in our community that are important, that are impacting us the most are issues that we would talk about. Um, and then when the pandemic came, it kind of took a little bit of a backseat just because mm-hmm. we were a fully in-person format. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then with me starting, you know, doing my entrepreneurial stuff, um, but it's coming back next year. We're, we're having events next year. Um which I, you know, I'll share more about soon, but yeah, it it is coming back. I think it's an important, an important forum to have. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had honestly thousands of people come to our, come to our events. We've had dozens of panelists have shared their stories and, you know, it's just, it's been a, it's been a huge thing that has meant so much to me in my life and for so long and, and today continues to give me a purpose Mm-hmm. Um, and give me, you know, yeah, just like a sense of, of community. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the people that I've met through Sarnia Speaks, you know, we don't talk every day, obviously, but the, I've just yeah. met so many amazing people that I see now doing such amazing things. And it's just so cool. And yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's my baby. It, it's it been going, we started it in 2016. Okay, so it's, wow. it's yeah. going on for quite a few years. Um, but yeah, it's, I just, I love it. And I can't wait to bring it back next year. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. I'm going to come to one. Oh my gosh. I, we need to talk. Yeah. Off this sounds- podcast. We'll have yeah. a talk. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> that, that sounds so amazing. Um, that's, ugh. We need that everywhere, honestly. I would love to, love to bring. Can it we out just there. like grow it everywhere? <laughs> right. Because of that's, course, that's like my dream is just to like be in a room full of people with, like, talking about mental health and because that's that that's what we were talking about earlier that whole like connection piece and like once you hear someone else like talk about something that you can relate to, it's like you feel better and then maybe you feel like talking and it's just that big ripple effect and it 
it doesn't start until someone starts talking to someone exactly. else and then it goes on and on and on. Um, and that's kind of like the power of community and the the feeling of like belonging and not feeling so alone. And because Absolutely. as we said, like going through anything like this is so isolating and it's really hard to understand how exactly how isolating it is until you're in it. Yes. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. I think that's yeah. so amazing. And um, yeah, that's so exciting that it's coming back and yeah, I'm, I'm excited sure. too. I think it'll be like really, really impactful when it's come, when it comes back because of everything we've gone through, through the pandemic. And I think, you know, especially coming out of the pandemic still, you know, people are that sense of connection is it's something so that I will never take for granted again, honestly, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I thought I, I'd been training for pandemic life my whole life, right? Like I'm a homebody, mm-hmm. but not having the, the, the physical connection with other people was so hard. And I think that's why I thought it was a good idea to kind of stop starting to speak is because that was the magic, right? Mm-hmm. We tried to do a couple online events and it just wasn't the same. Yeah. Um. So, so Yeah. That connection awesome. is really important. It so is. And especially when we've been like so isolated for the last couple of years. And like, because a lot of people have been isolated, it's hard to get back out there. But like going to something like that, where you're kind of around people who feel the same way is yes. exactly what we need. So that's Absolutely. so exciting. That's very yes. cool. Yeah, thank that's you. so awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I think this is a good point to end our conversation, even though I'm sure we could talk for days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But before we do end, we always end with rapid fire questions. So I have five rapid fire questions. Um, Try to answer like whatever pops up can be like a word or a sentence or just not like a full on paragraph. Um, (laughs) And then try to, yeah, try not to let anything that comes up like, don't judge it. Just, like, share what comes okay. okay. Okay, so the first question is, what is something you do that makes you feel good? Sleep. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you someone that needs, like, X amount of hours? Oh, yeah. I If I don't have, like, at least eight hours, I can't function very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't function. Yeah, I don't know how I'm. I don't know if I don't know if, how I can ever have children. Honestly, because <laughs> like I need my yeah, sleep. That's a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, what is something you value? Family. Mm, beautiful. What is something you want to let go of? Jealousy. Mm, good. What is something you're currently working on? Uh everything <laughs> that's, that's not a good answer um I want well I have I want to work on something okay. I want to work on I want to do like a course a confidence course for people but oh, yeah. I don't know where to start and that imposter syndrome I tell you so that's what I want to work on I'm not currently working on it yet though you'll get there you just like gotta start and once you start it will just like I know just go it's yeah. so true. Yeah. Just start by like jotting down what you want in the course and then go Notes from there. And stuff. Yeah. 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 All right. The last question is how do you want to be remembered? 
just as somebody who cared. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, before we say goodbye, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram mm-hmm. um, at Danielle is anxious. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on TikTok, but I like Instagram better. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and my website is Danielle is anxious.com. Cool. And can people find you like your social media uh, creative business? Oh my gosh. See, worst entrepreneur. Why didn't you plug your own business? Um, yeah, my own business is at Danielle is digital. Um, and then the website, you can just access the website right through my regular website. Cool. And like Sarnia speaks info will be on your website as well. Sarnia speaks is just Sarnia speaks on um, Instagram and the URL is sarniaspeaks.org. Okay, cool. So yeah. everyone can follow along and stay tuned for it to come back next year. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining and having this conversation with me. I am so grateful that you took the time to be on. I'm so excited for people to listen. I'm so thank you for having me. I even done. Of course. I was like really excited to chat with you. So thank you Aww. for having me on. You're so welcome. I hope you loved today's episode with Danielle and were able to learn something and take something away that maybe you felt a little bit alone in in your journey, especially to do with kind of mental illnesses and feeling isolated, taking medication, things like that, that maybe you were thinking that maybe nobody else had gone through. But this was a really great conversation to know that while we were having this, we were able to relate about some things and I'm hoping that one of you listening can also relate. Um, I'm going to do the same thing that I did last week where I shared some things that I wrote down after I listened to today's episode and was editing it. Um, something I wrote down was being thankful for where you are at before you can move forward. So kind of being thankful and being grateful for the position you're in right now, but also noting that If you're going through a tough season in life right now, maybe the things that you're grateful for are really, really small um, and trying to like refocus instead of focusing on where you want to be and how hard things are. Is there something small that you can grasp within your day that is like a little pocket of joy, maybe Um, and focusing on those before really moving forward and moving in a direction that you think is going to be better for you? Um, The other thing I wrote down that actually was a quote from myself (laughs) was you're the only person that can control your happiness and I need to write this down and show it and see it every single day because lately I've just been feeling like ugh about things Um, and this was a really great quote. So those were a couple things that I wrote down. I hope you loved today's episode. And as always, if you loved today's episode or you love the podcast in general, I would so appreciate it if you could share it with your friends, follow us on Instagram at feeling good sometimes pod. Uh, you can follow Danielle and you can follow me. I'll have us linked below. Um, and if you would love I mean, I would love for you to rate and subscribe to the podcast. It means so much to me. And yeah, I will see you next week for a new episode. Have a great week.